Hello, everybody. This is Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper, Frank Pelican. Uh, you are listening to episode one hundred and fifteen, and tonight, for the first time ever on the Primary Podcast, we are doing a watch along, and we are going to be a, doing a watch along of nineteen nineties Predator Two, directed by Stephen Hopkins, and it stars Danny Glover, Gary Busey. Ruben Blades, Maria Conchito, Alonzo, and Bill Paxton. Um, Frank, why are we doing this? I don't remember <laughs> like what the original uh, reason was. Um, mostly, I think, because I like Predator 2, and most people don't. It fits in with the theme for the month. Next, this week, we are doing a watch-along of Predator 2, which Frank is, thinks is an underrated sequel. It's something he's always thought has been an underrated sequel as long as we've ever talked about this movie. Me, I'm less keen on this movie, I guess, than you are. Um, although there are nice things way. I like. Um, nice way to put it. But next week we are doing Frank's top five underrated sequels. So these kind of episodes, I guess, go hand in hand. Um, <clears throat> that was more. That was more dumb luck, I think, than anything else. Or it was. I I, I found themes for this month and next month after we changed from um, the Bond. <laughs> right. Um, Episode. Nobody wanted to watch the Bond movies. Yeah. Um, after I had already watched one. And Just hurt. one. Well, yeah. All right. So, All right. Um, so, so the idea here is we're just going to, we've done this on the quick cage, I guess, to kind of co-promote um, Frank's just any more kind of really depressing um, project. Um of watching every Nick Cage movie. We've done this twice there. Um, as we have with that, at least me, I'll be drinking. Um, uh, I got some booze. Throughout all of this. Um, so hopefully it doesn't go off the rails by the end of this movie. Um, although that's the part that I like. So, um, I got a quarter of a bottle of vodka hmm. inside a McDonald's sweet tea. So, Hold on a second, real quick, before we start this movie. You're drinking vodka, Frank? I'm, I have that um, sweet tea vodka that I got, yeah, but I don't have any lemonade, so I got a McDonald's sweet tea. Yeah, McDonald's yeah. sweet tea is good for a lot of stuff to like for alcohol. It, it, oh, it, it it hides it. Yeah, yeah. Until you get to the bottom, and then it fucks you up. That's fine too. Yeah. By that point, we should be like I don't know in the concrete jungle, <laughs> and well invested. So you know. Right. Um. So. You're going to say something really mean to me at some point if you're drinking vodka. That might happen. I know. You get mean on vodka. <laughs> so um, before I before I like finish this fucking drink, um, can I provide some context to this movie? Sure. Right. All right. Um, it's your world, man. I'm just looking at it. It's true. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of people dislike this movie because it's really cartoonish in a lot of ways and almost like it doesn't take itself seriously at times, I guess, and not yep. in a way where it's like tongue in cheek, but in a way borderline where, racist. Yeah, right. Borderline racist. Eh, I, I think it's a little more borderline at points. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying this movie doesn't have its flaws because it definitely does. Like, it's not a perfect movie. I wouldn't even say that it's like necessarily a good movie, but it's, in my opinion, a fun movie to watch, and I think it's a worthwhile sequel. Um. I think it was kind of Fox's way of sort of trying to push this franchise into a more marketable, um, like multimedia franchise. 
Um, so about a year before this, Dark Horse Comics started producing um, a comic version of an alien versus predator story. Um, and then the year this came out, there was a full-time predator comic that was coming out. Um, and shortly after this, you start to get toys based on the aliens and the predator series. So I think they were really trying to launch it into being this like, you know, like franchise where they could do multiple sequels. Um, unfortunately after this, there's no predator sequel for like 15 years or something. 20, so. 20 years. Exactly. It's 2010. Nah. No, but there's Alien versus Predator. Oh, like, right. I try to remember. Oh, 2004, I think. Four, yeah. Um, but yeah, true. There's not like a legitimate sequel to this movie for 20 years, um, which is a shame because like I think the Predator is a really cool concept. Um, Design-wise, I kind of find it to be on par with um, how I feel about Geiger's designs of the Alien, um, the Xenomorphs or whatever. Um, and I think there's things in this movie that are... I don't know if I want to say intentional, but there's at least like some parallels between this and the first movie, which is uh, generally much better received. Um, and I think this movie is almost like a, not a parody, but more of like an homage to the first movie. Um, and maybe that's just lazy writing or whatever, but I like it. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, um, so they didn't want to do a sequel um, and th- until they they wanted to see how, what the reaction was to that first comic. And when that was a success, um, Fox went ahead and greenlit the sequel. Um, but they didn't want to greenlight it until they saw like some indication that there was demand for... I'll tell you that one of the saddest things is that those comics... So it's from like 89 to the mid to late 90s, there's a consistent... Um, run of predator and alien comics from dark horse um, and sometimes aliens and predators together and really well written really good stories um interesting you know and just the movie franchises for whatever reason could have just taken like those comics and adapted them to the screen and would have been more successful than um what you've gotten in the interim there's one um, action sequence they do take from the comics i read right in this um, well they there's a couple things that they steal pretty liberally from at least in like the storyboarding but not in terms of like the actual story itself or gotcha i mean the comics are all set in the future and and not the future of 1997 like predator 2 <laughs> but like the legitimate future um most of them take place on other planets there's actually an amazing alien series called alien earth war about um the Wayland core um bringing the xenomorphs back to earth and them like overrunning the earth basically um it's a really great series but that was actually in like i guess whatever like comic fandom before prometheus came out that was one of the things that people thought prometheus was going to be was that idea of like the aliens coming back to earth and like actually adapting that story but um no one's ever done it so they just keep fucking failing I'm making Predator and Alien movies, but you know, yeah. still got Predator too. So, and Predator, yeah. I watched Predator again. We'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it okay. as this movie goes All on. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So we are we are watching on Hulu. Um. But we are 
basically two seconds into the 20th Century Fox logo, if anybody wants to play and watch along with us. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and count down from three. So three, two, one, play. I miss the 20th century Fox. You know what? So I was much. about to say exactly the same thing. Like, man, like, where's this logo now? I know. Like that hand-drawn animation. The Well, it's like there's so many <laughs> movies from the 80s that like have that in front of it. It just gets me excited. Yeah. So I find it funny that, um, you know, in the, the open of this movie, I guess they assume that you've never seen a trailer for it or whatever. Right. So they open with like this lush, like woodland and the birds screeching, I guess, to kind of try and lull you into the idea that you're back in the jungle where the original predator took place. Right. You know, but then immediately, like, you come over this rise and there's, um, yeah, it's clever. I mean, ass Los Angeles. Except now, less clever is that it's 1997. Well, it was seven years in the future. I, I, mean, I guess they've... I will never accept that shit. That's about how hot it is in LA right now, right? <laughs> Like in 2021, 109 um, degrees. So, you know, they're doing the the infrared um, to kind of set the scene that the Predator's like scoping out the city. Um, I love the idea of it being set in an urban environment because I think that it's really cool to think of like man as the most dangerous game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me just say, conceptually, I like this movie a lot. Conceptually, like it's like the ideas behind the Predator stuff. So I'm going to talk about a lot of things I like about this movie, but I think this opening sequence illustrates the thing that I dislike about this movie, which is, I mean, like the setup itself. So you've got the gang on the street um, and having a shootout with the cops. It feels way too cartoony. Yes. And it's it's mostly the one long-haired gang member with the two like Uzis or whatever that keeps like cackling and screaming and just like waving them up and down. Yeah, it, it's just as fucking goofy and um stupid as like Wesley Snipes like in Demolition Man. Like I I hate this like the, the one the one of the things I hate about this time period is this idea of um like being so scared of gang wars and like they all said it like in the near future where everything's taken over by gangs. It's... Same time, remember what like the you know the tone of the country was like around this time. When's Rodney King? Ninety one. Yeah. And there were a lot of like there was a lot of gang violence in Los Angeles at the time. I mean that's you know sure colors and boys in the hood and right menace to society and shit yeah. um i mean it's cheap in that respect but it also sets the stage for how like how do you bring this like cold-blooded killing machine into an environment where <clears throat> it could actually probably kill a bunch of people and not immediately be like suspected or caught or i do i will say i love this shit the the hardcore <laughs> yeah the <laughs> with morton Daly jr as the it, it's another thing too where it's a shame because like at the time this must have been such i mean it's brilliant casting anyway but like unless you live through this i think like you lose some perspective on what exactly morton downey jr represented right (coughs) and in a lot of ways he's the precursor for like the grimy reality tv that 
permeated like the late nineties and the early two thousands. Jerry Springer and sure. Maury Povich and yeah. Kind of like the gross successor to Donahue. <laughs> Here's one of the things I think is the funniest in this movie. So but he's also in the tradition of highness and shit like that too. Like <clears throat> right. Well, I mean, yeah, but so much more yeah. like Martin Downey Jr.'s show was just disgusting sometimes. Like he was yes. definitely like a provocateur to a much higher level than people like Geraldo and stuff. I love that whenever you see a movie that's set in like the quote unquote near future, that the guns always have these weird, like ridiculous attachments that make no sense, uh-huh. but are supposed to make them seem like this is like a more futuristic weapon. Like Maria Alonso, Maria, Maria Conchita Alonso has this gun that's got like what basically looks like a fucking screwdriver attachment to the front of it. Or yeah. like a half a lightsaber or something like it's right. yeah it's thing. um it's Doctor Who's like a uh, thing, and I guess it's supposed to be like a sighting device maybe or like a laser sight, but it just looks dumb. They're all laser sights. Yeah, I read that when I was reading about this movie. Um, <clears throat> it's also funny to me that they're all wearing these like cheap ass like polyester like fucking Danny Glover's high waist pants that he wears throughout this movie like his high waist dress right pants. he's in a gang war right now and he look like look at what he's wearing <laughs> right he looks like he's getting ready to go out to the um the discotheque or whatever <laughs> right yeah um yeah he's gonna do the shimmy shimmy shake out there i i i know that they had tried to cast several other people in this role okay so um, listen why why is he why does this happen why why is why how does that any better frank what him hanging out the damn door how is that any better than like getting him less shot than like being in the driver's seat oh it's not it's dumb (laughs) um but it makes for it makes for like kind of a good scene not even a good scene but like you're like oh yeah like as a kid i was like oh that's so badass Uh uh-huh and it's a it's a funny it's an interesting juxtaposition when you look at schwarzenegger in the original predator who's like the consummate 80s action hero you know with the muscles and the square jaw and looks comfortable like holding a machine gun and waving it back and forth and then you got you know your high school biology teacher basically like riding a car like a friggin i don't know like desperado like i don't know fucking so um yeah, I, I, this, I actually, this this fight goes too long for me. I think it is it considering that it it takes fifteen minutes or so to get to the point where like you actually introduce the predator as a concept. Um, it could have been a lot shorter. Yeah, I also yeah. don't understand why he's shooting through the glass of the windshield and draws attention to the fact that he's um. I also don't understand why he's bringing like a shotgun to a machine gun fight. Right. Well, he, you know, he only has pistols in his bag. So I think that was, I think that was uh, the, the, one of the guns that he, that they focus on, like he looks at and doesn't take is his gun. I think from lethal weapon, I think it's a lethal weapon joke Mm. when he was in his trunk. So here you got basically the same setup again as predator in the sense of the guy that's the, the one in charge and then he's got his group of specialists and another one will be introduced soon um that kind of rounds out their group yes Um, he will be introduced again like a funny juxtaposition when you compare the two where it's not like 
Carl Weathers and Jesse Ventura and um God, I hate this scene too. Yeah, this scene is terrible. The fucking um, coke snorting. Ugh. And it's it lends to the kind of racist portrayal of minorities in yes. this movie. <clears throat> and I think that they maybe they felt like it wasn't too bad because you know you got Ruben Blades who's like a cop, and then you got Danny Glover who's black and he's a cop, and Maria Conchita Alonso is Hispanic and she's a cop. And so when they show that you know the other minorities are all like the gang leaders and warriors and stuff maybe they think there's kind of a balance but it's um it's a pretty racist portrayal of uh people yeah. of color yes pretty consistently throughout this movie yeah although we haven't gotten to nearly the worst yet so right there's some little subtle things too that i can point out throughout this gonna have the invincible el scorpio burst out here soon and shoot it all mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I know I've seen Ruben Blades in a few things. I really like that guy, though. Yeah. He always kind of like plays him? the same character. <clears throat> what does that say? <laughs> it's a good character, I think, though. <laughs> yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, for no reason. Like, why couldn't it have just been one? I know. One Uzi. Yeah. I mean, give a man one gun. Yeah. Give a man one god. He one gun. He's Superman. Give him two, and he's God. Yes, it's the, the quote know. from the killer. Um. So here's your introduction, like I guess officially to the predator and the concept of the predator hunting. Um. Whatever, like the most dangerous game, like in the streets of Los Angeles. Um. I got so I really the, like look at the, God, all the gold. Sorry, go ahead. I really like the special effects of the Predator's cloaking um, element in this movie. Uh, I think it's really well done. Um, I was actually so I watched Predator One um, recently, just to kind of give some more context. It's probably been I don't know ten years or so, maybe more than that, since I've watched Predator, and maybe ten. Um, I think that they did a much better job here and obviously like three years later, but with the cloaking of the predator, like I think it has a more, I don't know if believable is the right word, but it looks more natural, like against the backdrop. Maybe that's just because it's like the muted, like grays and whites and silvers and stuff of like a cityscape as opposed to the greens and shit of the jungle. I'm sure the technology advanced a lot by then. I have not seen Predator since that um, time that I uh, took LSA and watched it. Um, and um, that was probably not the right viewing circumstances. I probably should have watched it again. Did we watch Predator at Cinemania too? I don't think so. Hmm. It was Die Hard and then something else looped all night. I feel like we've watched Predator as a group somewhere. So yeah, so Danny Glover looking um, frail, uh, already ancient, even though it's like 1990. Um, I think Danny Glover's almost always looked like he's like nearing 50. Not nearly the receding hairline though that he would gain in the coming decade, but yeah. um, 
what do you think Danny I, Glover's deal is? Like just over, like just generally, real quick. Like, um, like sometimes it's like he gives really good performances, and then other times it just feels like he's phoning it the fuck in and is terrible. So, I don't. Let me let me answer your question with the question. What do you consider what we're watching right now? This is um I think I think he cares. I think it's um I think it's like what he cares about in terms of like an action movie. So it's not the height of like a a full-fledged like tra- drama, you know? Um, but I think he gives it his all, like, you know, his all as an action movie and, um, like, like the weapon, this movie and stuff like that. I think that Danny Glover is a realist, like maybe an empiricist at heart as a person. And I think that when you give him ridiculous things to say and do, or like otherworldly things to say and do, that the result is less than believable. Mm. You look at something like Saul, right? I mean, like, <laughs> right terrible performance in Saul but I think it's mostly just because um like what's he talking about like fucking aliens from space and shit at some point you know like I don't know let me say that I as much as I dislike elements of that first shootout scene I actually really like the scene a lot like of them discovering the corpse and Mm -hmm. um just like the carnage that's left behind in a short period of time by the predator I think it's a really good establishment of um, like what they're up against and um, also sets the stage for the introduction of the Busey character, um, which is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Now, like I said, conceptually, I, I like the idea of the Predator coming to the city and all that kind of stuff. Like, no problems with that. It's the problem. My problem exclusively in the first 16 minutes is the gangs and shit like that. The fucking right. Hate. The Hispanic gangs in particular, because it's such like a cheap um, trope from like this period. It really. is. I mean, it's like the gold teeth, all the gold on the hands. Like there's just like this subtle racism to like so much of it to me, like stereotyping. Robert Davy, There he is. Fucking pop marked Robert Davy, Staple of the fucking 80s. Yeah, he really is. Listen, watch this scene though. This scene's hilarious. Watch how he goes from like fucking like like a four to like a fucking twelve, like so quickly here. Right, right there. There. Well, watch 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 Glover too. All right. He's raining it in still. Again, I also I always really like these predator shots of the um the ultraviolet uh, yeah. spectrum. No. <laughs> I feel like some scenes were cut out of that. <laughs> I've never um so I bought the Blu-ray version of this. Yeah. And when I watched it um last week to kind of just refresh myself so I'd actually have some stuff thought ahead of time to talk about so we didn't dead air. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I did not watch any of the special features, but I know that there was God fucking Gary Busey. Fucking um, awesome. uh, fantastic. Yeah. I know that there was several scenes cut out of this movie because originally it got rated in NC 17. So I'm curious mm-hmm. like what those scenes were and what they entailed. Um, I actually read about that. It's um 
it's it's the mutilated bodies like um it's it's the violence of it so like that scene that you like so much it was like much more grotesque like all those scenes i'm sure the one in the jamaican's penthouse is probably or the not the jamaican's penthouse the whatever he is yeah colombian's mm-hmm. penthouse with the dead jamaicans all right so we um, saw gary Busey um for the first time um with no context with the right with no context um I think it's interesting that this is his first movie after the um, accident that caused his brain damage. Um, he hadn't worked in, I think, like two years. And um, he's like a meme now, right? Like famous for, you know, being like kind of crazy and absurd. But um, I think he's like still like doing Gary Busey in this movie. I don't see a lot of that craziness and absurdity. I really thought this was pre-accident um based yeah, on the performance even, i would have thought it was much later yeah um here we're watching one of my least favorite tropes in 80s action slash police movies which is the super crowded um police headquarters with like criminals getting jostled all over the place and just chaos and stuff i don't know why this always bothers me but it just i don't know yeah oh god i hate this character so much in the introduction Oh, come on, it's fantastic. It is so cringy, the Spill Paxton introduction. But it's meant to be cringy. Like Paxton is No, it's go away, Heat Frank. It's not, it's not heat. <laughs> that's but that's why. It's you're meant to like have absolutely no like faith or except for when you are later. Come on. Later, because they build him up. Like nah. they show you that he's a useful guy and it's just all bravado. No. Don't agree. You just don't like Bill Paxton. That's what it is. That's an uh, unfair claim. It's true. It's not. Favorite Bill Paxton movie? <laughs> no movie. It's It was Big Love. Um, the TV show. Mm. Best, best performance you ever done. Yeah. Lean in. Look at that. Okay. You can see a little bit of it. <laughs> you definitely got the crazy eyes. Uh-huh. So you know about... So you, do you have any like thing to say like during them talking here? I don't want to interrupt. Um, you. about what? So, do you know like that that Schwarzenegger was supposed to be in this movie? Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it, in this role. Yes. Okay. So, as anybody that doesn't know, originally Schwarzenegger was supposed to be in this movie in this role that Busey's playing, and he's going to be playing the character from the first movie, hunting down the predator after like another like after ten years, still trying to hunt it down. Um, and Schwarzenegger um, did not want to return to the movie because the role he thought was too small and he didn't like the writing of the character and the direction of the character. And there was money issues too. So, um, but I think that would have been really interesting. Don't you think that? Right. It's a, it changes the, the dynamic of the movie quite a bit. It does. Um, because the problem is like, so if you have that scene, if, if, if that's the character that's here and you have that happen, I think you can spend a lot more time developing um, Glover hunting him down mm-hmm. and like then Schwarzenegger hunting him down like concurrently. Whereas you have to spend now like two or three scenes like building up who Busey is and right. why you should care about him. And, um, I think it probably would make this movie a little tighter in terms of like the flow of it. But I don't know. I mean, like I still like I, I love Gary Busey in it. So yeah, I do too. It might actually be the best part of the movie at points in in terms of like the acting. 
Uh, so again, um, I don't know. This is why I can't watch like crime movies and police procedurals because I can't stand this shit like in the detective's office. It feels like it's every fucking like police movie ever. So once I get back on the streets, like I'm, I feel better about it. Although I don't know how you hate this, like this Bill Paxton. Oh, it's fucking awful, man. Like he, he gets his, he consistently gets his comeuppance. He's a fucking useless character, Frank. He's fucking dead in like another like 45 minutes. Like he doesn't even. That's halfway through the movie. <laughs> Then why are you spending so much time with him here? And in the, the next 15 minutes. Like, it's too much. Dude, it's like the next half hour. Like, here he's I, in, yes. like, four or five pivotal scenes over the course of the next half hour. Um, that to, uh, okay. to subvert your expectations. Okay. Do you know John McTiernan was, like, set to direct this? But um, <laughs> they didn't pay him enough money either. <laughs> How do you feel about uh, Maria Conchita Alonso? You know how I feel about her. Don't, don't, don't. You, you, you just want me to get angry. I, I don't know about it. I uh, all I associate her with is um, Running Man, and I fucking despise her in Running Man. Um, like I can't stand. Like it's not her fault, but like they give her such bad dialogue, and she like and whoever directed that's just it's fucking awful, and they can't direct actors and. So, but but I associate her with that, and it's it's no good. I'm not a fan. It's really formulaic in this movie. It's so apparently the guys that wrote this movie, the brothers that wrote it, wrote it in like three weeks. Yeah. So you can kind of tell. They're spending way too much time with all this shit, Frank. Is 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 another part of the problem. Like this movie, this movie just needs to be like an hour and thirty five minutes. Or there needs to be more more happening, more predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always want, I always want more predator. I here's here's one of the things that I think that you really are into. Like I can anticipate towards the end of this movie, and you already highlight in some ways. I think you're really because you're you're an art. You have an artist mind at heart. That, like, you're really into, like, the design of shit and, like, all that kind of thing. Like, how the Predator looks, like, the special effects that you mentioned already. And, like, I don't care as much about that stuff. Like, oh, here's a, here's a good scene. This is... The, obliga- this is right. the obligatory sex T- scene. Yeah, yeah. The cow, yeah, the cowgirl, like, tits bared. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a common 80s trope. It is. It's just nudity for nudity's sake. Sure. Yeah. Like there's absolutely no reason for this it's woman kind of, kind of being... seen right. Kind of seen that it so gave teenage boys rewind lines on their VHS. And it's an excuse to keep a woman naked for yes. an extended period of time right. so you can continue. And especially show. like what is that? That's a cover or something with the woman like down on her knees like that. Uh it reminds me of like Frank Frazetta yeah. in a lot of ways. It's like because look at him the way the way she's like holding his leg, like there's it's very Frazetta-esque. Look him up. You'll find like 42 images. He did a bunch of um, VHS box art in uh, the early 80s. Mm. That's probably what you're thinking of. Yeah, that's probably exactly it. Oh, man. What, um, Beastmaster, I think, has a cover like that. That's probably what I'm thinking of, honestly. Uh 
there's some some other movie that's a similar vein. Is there a Conan movie that has something like that? Maybe the one poster of Conan has the um, what's her name? Uh, Sylvia, whatever. Um, wrapped around his leg, but I can't remember. The VHS cover is just the side view of him, like holding the sword with like yeah. his arms, like flex. Um, so here's some more uh, race, like overt racism, kind of, with the fact that the black guys are all um, Rastafarians and also voodoo practitioners. Okay, so um, I am going to. So I did some research on the stuff. Now that fucking joint's ridiculous, but okay. Um, I did some research on this. This, I'm not saying it's not racist. It is the depiction of these guys, but there was in like Kansas City, Houston, LA, all these major cities, there was um, a big influx in the mid to late 80s of these um, Jamaican voodoo gangs uh, that were like gangs coming in and like running drugs in the city. Um, so it is based off of like some realism, but the portrayal of them, I'm sure, is not accurate whatsoever with all this shit. Like the skull hat there. Like, come on. I do love all the, like the introduction to the Predator's different methods of killing people here. Um, and you're right, like from a, a, a visual aesthetic, I think the Predator is um, one of the greatest movie monsters of all time. Um, the helmet. Do you, do you the like hair. the Do you like the weapons? Like the advanced weapons in this movie? Like all the different stuff that he uses. I always, I mean, I've always been a sucker for the idea that the Predator basically just uses human weapons, but with a more like advanced edge. I mean, really, what's he doing? He's got a spear. He's got like a harpoon. He's got um a cannon of some kind. I don't like know. a boomerang of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I, think, yeah, I think they call it a smart disc or something like that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his um, it's his crawl uh, thing. Yeah, glaive. That's what it is. Um. Oh my god. God. God, I hate him. Yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> but here's where he starts proving his worth. And that, like, you don't, you don't find that kind of charming, like, that everything's a specialty. I don't know. I enjoy that. Not, no, I'm not a fan, Frank. <laughs> not a fan of, of that. I swear every time, like, I see Danny Glover, I just think about Saw anymore. Nah, see, I, I I still don't, even though I do think about Saul. Um, I do have a like here in a couple minutes. There's definitely Saul level Glover coming up though here, and uh, I love it. Uh, God, that is so fucking terrible. Like the the elevator opening and all of them putting their guns out like at the same time there is so bad. They do it again here, I think. They're well oiled machines. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yes, definitely um, cartoonish there. I so I've always wondered if this scene was inspired by Hellraiser in a lot of ways. Mm. Um the skin bodies hanging upside down and um just like the overall whatever um like graphic whatever like grotesque nature of the whole thing. 
yeah i mean again like i think demonstrating the brutal efficiency of the the predator and the fact that so he took the skins from all these dudes but is not going to take any trophies from the guy that he didn't kill so like just some subtle things that are establishing i guess like the rules of the predator species yeah i like the architecture in this um this penthouse too i've always there it is <laughs> there it is there that that the that what the fuck happened shit it like was definitely saw level like acting from glover so this is interesting is like that they they that the predator lets her live um because we actually get rules for the predator in this movie which is interesting to me like of who he will and won't kill right Yeah, so again, like, as Bill Paxton just so eloquently asked, you know, why is it that these people, you know, why is he not skinned? Why was she left alive? Um, and it's come to find out, like, we, we slowly find out through the movie, but it's like, in this case, she's he doesn't kill women. Or people, no, also, it's people that don't, right, it's people that don't pull, like, don't pull weapons, right? Well, people that are, yeah, like non-combatants, I think. Yeah. Pregnant people. Pregnant people and then children. Yeah, well, because, like, what's the what's the hunt in that? Like, what's right. the sport? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Gary Busey so much. Me too. So this is our second uh, sighting of uh, of Adam Baldwin in this movie. Young Adam Baldwin. Long before Firefly and Chuck. Oh, yeah. All that. Yeah, I wonder how these scenes would have played out with Schwarzenegger and... um... Glover, because you would imagine that Glover would not be so bureaucratic, I guess, about it. Like, Busey yeah. is definitely somebody that doesn't necessarily recognize the the value of the police on the street, whereas you get the impression that Schwarzenegger's character would have been written to, like, like recognize whatever, like the warrior spirit and Glover who's, like, trying to fight almost like this unwinnable war against like an opposing army mm-hmm. whatever. so there you go there's another one of his specialties surveillance and tracking what do you think about the trope of the police officer who completely violates all rules and regulations in order to achieve a result and yet still somehow stays employed and an active member of the force i mean i think it can be in cinema it can be done well and it can be done poorly but um i mean it is a thing that's contributed to um you know giving police um a lot of leeway um uh, in the public's mind to, uh, I don't know, do a lot of awful things. So, I mean, we talked about this during the, um, 
Dirty Harry uh, review in the Movies That Have Not Aged Well podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting. It's just like a matter of fact that, I mean, Glover's not like whatever, abusing witnesses or violating the law. He's just not following instruction. Right. Here's another thing that um, Bill Paxton does well, which is go and woo the ladies. Yeah, I, I I do like the licking of the fingers and the slicking back of like the hair over the ears. That is um, appropriately disgusting. But yeah. I I don't know. I we talked over to the butt boys thing. Um, the homophobia in this movie. There's like three different like homophobic things that appear in this movie, which is just so of the time period. It's true so casually accepted let me ask you this one while we got an establishing shot here is there a difference between this character and Myrtle? like do you see any subtle differences whatsoever uh i think the world of lethal weapon is a little more believable but other than that nah, not really oh i like the cinematography in the scene by the way i was thinking about when i was watching it like the the use of lighting and the use of shadow and stuff like it's just um pretty well filmed for being just like a throwaway scene like uh, it, it looks really nice it's really interesting it makes me wonder if they kept it because of how well it was filmed because it goes on for this, this scene with danny boy goes on for so long this investigation here like it seriously takes up like four and a half minutes of the movie like for no reason like wouldn't the audience at this point just be one to see the fucking predator like they already know and they already know who the predator is right they've seen the first movie (laughs) you're just watching this asshole like look and he's the smartest out of all of them right i mean danny boy here it looks like um but i don't know like i don't i don't get like the idea of like um prolonging the predator stuff in their investigation because you already know the truth so it kind of weakens them that they don't know anything and they have to like go around searching for it. It just annoys you to me. But maybe well, why would the why would the cops know anything about it? I mean, it's not a right. But I'm saying from an audience standpoint, why do I want to see cops trying to find out about it? I just want to see the fucking predator. Uh, I don't agree with that assessment. I mean, it's 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 just it's the narrative of the movie. Like that's the thing when you're a, a viewer is like you know things that the principals don't know. I, don't know. I I like a slow burn, but like this is like a slow burn in the wrong way to me. Like I, mean, I don't dude. I don't think you need a slow burn this as much. The man's really about don't. to die. Like it's not like it's this really long like detective scene. Like he's really just gonna get murdered in like forty five seconds. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I think it's fine. Again, like I like the the visual aesthetic of this place, and I also like the whole thing of like um, Danny Boy is uh, like the most perceptive and the most yes, um, like procedural minded of all yeah. of them. It's really a shame that he gets killed so early because, like, yeah, he's he's the dude that's like the true detective out of all of them. Yes, and he's the one that's like discovering the truth, but it's what gets him killed, which is why, like, I I think the scene is fine. 
you feel bad for him when he dies. I also think it's interesting because um, it also introduces another element of the predator, which is the use of technology to mimic um, like the environment and the, the floor, like the fauna of the environment to kind of blend in when he's, um, you know, like yeah. mocks. Agreed with all of them. I, I like the predator stuff. And also that he's sort of like researched who this these people are. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect too. Like these already recognized them as like worthy adversaries. Mm-hmm. And that's right. why he's tracked them. That's unnecessary. So this yes. necklace that they established is like a thing that he um Yes. Like a good luck charm or whatever, like slowly falls to the ground amidst the broken glass and drops of blood. Yeah. And more blood dropping on top of it now. Yes. Oh, uh, one of my favorite things in any movie from around this time period <clears throat> is the complete, like, I don't know, inaccurate portrayal of technology. Yes. Although in some ways not inaccurate because they have this like Siri-like voice listing off all of um, Danny Glover's uh, Detective Harrigan or whatever's um, less than savory attributes. Yeah. Which again, like makes him seem like he's just not someone that you would want with a badge and a gun, but um right. Right. I also think Robert it must be in like Robert Davies contract that he always smokes a cigar. Because I'm pretty sure he always smokes a cigar at some point in the movie too. Again another trope here that I'm not a huge fan of, which is the you're a loose cannon yeah, detective. We're we're gonna suspend you, baby. If you keep it up. Yeah. I, I'm just saying a lot of this I think is wholly unnecessary. Like is there's a lot of padding in it, and I think it would have been better if you would have shown more of like the predator like stalking yeah. people through the streets and like actually like hunting them and like seriously, he's taken out like the, the Mexican gang in the beginning, some of those people, and then he like is taken out like you know the Jamaican gang. It's like shouldn't he like before like, Shouldn't there be more gangs that he's taking out or something in order to ramp this up? Like, shouldn't that be happening more during this? Yeah, instead of all these establishing. But, you know, I mean, again, they're trying to... I don't know what they're trying to do. This is funny <laughs> to me. It is. Um, So Danny Glover just accosted um Gary Busey um, with the most telegraphed, like, I don't know. I love all these people looking in the background. Right, just people watching him, like, beat the shit out of this federal agent. Yeah. This isn't isn't crossing the line, though. Like, even though he just got talked to by the commissioner. Yeah. And was basically told, like, you need to stay out of this shit or we're going to suspend you. God, I love Gary Busey's look. Look at him. Let him go. I think I think it's Gary Busey's even better in something like this than he is in Lethal Weapon because it's like that craziness. He's still a good guy here. Right. But he's still fucking nuts. <laughs> There's hardcore. Fucking hardcore. Hardcore and Morton Downey Jr. cracks me up every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Five is sort of trash, yeah. 
That's that's brilliant. It's also the whole um like underplot of the mayor's just like on vacation all the time. Yeah. Here's the turning point for this asshole. He accepts the team aspect of everything. That's true. You know, like that um the fucking like pseudo Don Johnson outfit is uh, hilarious to me. Like even though it's 1997, they all dress like it's um 1979. <laughs> well, Glover does. It, th- th- this is all very 89. Like did, did his outfit just looks. change? Who's Glover's? No, I think it's just the light. They're really inconsistent about the sweating in this movie. Just so you know. Hey, it's a heat wave, motherfucker. Like, what well, do you expect? Right. Well, no, I'm saying it's like nobody's sweating here. Look. They're in the shade. It, it happens throughout the movie, Frank. Like, they're, it the, does. The, the it's it's, it's, so it's pretty terrible. I actually like her in this movie, just so you know, even though I hate her from Running Man. Like she's 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 acceptable in this movie. She's she's all right. Yeah, I like her in it too. I don't know if I like the character so much and like the plot line involving her, but I like her. So Do you see how pointless some of this shit is, Frank? Oh, it's all pointless. I mean, it's it's legitimately like a forty-five minute movie that gets stretched, <laughs> like right. a night-some right. minute movie. I don't think you can say that about a lot of um movies from this time period and like action movies in general. Like they're trying to pad them stats. Yeah, can't I spend. Guess. Oh my god, it's one hundred and eight minutes. Yeah, because like every time you show an action sequence, you got to spend money. It doesn't cost anything to have this happen. Yeah, right. We have like an hour left of this movie. Good. All the good stuff coming up in well, in another twenty-five minutes, sure. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. In about ten minutes, is one of the scenes that I think is the funniest in the movie. So, the funniest? Well, I don't know. Yeah. In like a in a bad way, though. Mm, yes in an ironic way maybe yeah everything I, I pretty much hate everything that's coming up in the next 10 minutes from my notes let me put this in my material analyzer mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that that looks like um that's actually almost exactly like the graphics there is like what you do in the um the spider-man like game that came out like a few years ago like in a in a mini game Now he's wearing a different outfit, even though um Yeah. What's his name? Uh Bill Paxton. Oh, oh yeah, right. I forgot all this shit. The King Willie shit. Fucking hate I lo- it. Oh my god, I love it. Fucking awful. I mean, it's uh nah. It's like I feel like Snoop Dogg watched this and was like, Yeah. <laughs> right. Like someday I'm gonna make videos. Oh my god, look at that top. Come on, man. Like this it's is amazing. so and the lights in the car. 
right like the zebra print on the top of the cadillac oh it's fantastic <sighs> so here again like you know predators following oh we got sea predator for the second time in fucking oh yeah oh, it's so good fucking 45 minutes or whatever like uh, this is what i mean it's like that's second appearance of the predator like uh, no third, none of this matters none of it matters it's a good scene no how do you figure dude this is it's so embarrassing frank come on like in an ironic way, I can understand appreciating this, but if you're just trying to like laugh at it, right? I mean, it's it's whatever. Like it's not like great cinema or anything, but I don't think it's funny. Like I I I, I think the over like the, the 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 super machismo of the first one is fucking hilarious, but like this shit with like the you don't think the Calvin Lockhart part here is like um. Papa Shango or whatever is uh I hated Papa Shango too. Let's talk about it. you like Papa Shango? Let's talk about that because this scene is completely uninteresting. So. I really like the visual aesthetic of Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. I think that um what's his name? The guy that played the Godfather looks fantastic in that get up. Intimidating and I do um, researching this. I do like like some of the shit in here about calling him like Babylon and stuff like that. Um, which is like this like anti police shit. But like look at that like fucking makeup. Oh, it's awful. I hate the way that he looks here. He does look fake. Yes. When I was watching this, I forgot who this was. And I was like, is this a dude in blackface? <laughs> <laughs> then I got real uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Chrome, uh, let me just say, like, personally, Chrome is not liking me playing this movie on this monitor for some reason right now. It keeps trying to glitch on me a little bit. I'm just watching it on my TV through um, my PS4. Right. Laid back. Hmm. This scene goes on for so long, Frank. Oh, it's like two minutes long. So long. It's all setting up something. What is this? What is what is this game? The plot, Frank. Who 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 is this? And what is here? It's Come just on. like the fact that Hannigan can kind of you know deal in both worlds and uh-huh. like is street savvy and and what does that gain us as a viewer? You get to watch this. You get to watch this guy get killed. And that's pretty cool. It's a good death. It's funny that they just bring like the chief detective down to meet their boss in some alley. Right. He's throwing the bones. I like the way the scene looks a lot too, like the alley and the water on the ground and the way it's lit. 
all this stuff. Although he does like you figure you could walk a little like, I don't know, less splashy. But I love the visual of this. Um, oh, why wouldn't he like jump from behind him or something? Like, does he want to combat him here? Is that the idea? Yeah, he's hunting them. I mean, King Willie's strength doesn't lie in him personally, I don't think. It's like more that he has this big gang, right? Well, he's apparently a fencer. I like that too. Yeah, Although I, 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 the predator yeah. predator walking all pigeon toed is weird. Yeah. This the city predator here is um I think it's the guy that did it in the first movie. They played the predator. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. I really I really like this scene too, like the inside the spaceship where he's um Yeah. It shows him claiming his trophy. Like I I've always yeah. always really loved this scene. I I like the stuff with the pred like the, with the predator. Like I no problems with this right here like the idea of all of it it's just like what leads up to it all the different corpses plus like I don't know if you can see it fully there but there's a xenomorph skull up on the wall in Mm. the ship (laughs) (laughs) Warren Dye Jr. kills me he just has a face that makes you like um, laugh and also want to punch him. Right. He looks like a talking cigarette. <laughs> right. I'm trying to remember. Do you remember WrestleMania Five when he that shit with Roddy Piper? Does Roddy Piper like fucking stuff cigarettes down his mouth, or am I misremembering that? He put something in his mouth. It might be cigarettes. I think it is. That was um, Daddy Junior's thing. Is he always smoked when he was on um, on his show? Yeah, and I think he like lights up a cigarette and like blows in Piper's face, which is actually a pretty pretty good heel move. Why is Defense Institute italicized? Do you watch everything with subtitles anymore? Yes, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, me too. Unless it's like such an absolute distraction. Yeah, but um. I don't know. Like, I find that number one, no, pardon me. Yeah. Number one, I find that um, it's always kind of entertaining to see like the editorializing that happens in subtitles from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, sometimes like shit gets loud, like Frankie's loud, or the neighbors right. upstairs get loud, or something outside happens, and I don't want to miss dialogue. So. Yeah, no, I, I just watch it because um, I always have them on anymore. Like sometimes, you know, there's pronunciation problems, and it's like it's hard to understand what people are saying. But <laughs> that's <laughs> oh god, the fucking pan over to fucking the reflection of Danny Glover, and that scene is just <laughs> something. He's an animal, just like all they are. You get it? You get it, Frank? I get it. Stuffed animals. I like this kid's Uzi. 
Yeah, I had one with the red tip like that, but I also had one before the red tip that was a black tip that actually looked like a Uzi before they started putting red tips on them so police wouldn't fucking murder kids. <clears throat> oh, it's all red. Now, wasn't it black just a second ago? No, it was always like that. Really? Maybe drunkness makes you colorblind. Maybe. You can't tell Ryan anyway. What are you talking about? Well, I know it's not black. Why? What color does it look like to you? I don't know. I thought it was like green or some shit. But... <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. What does the predator stuff look like to you? Like when they're doing the predator. What do you mean? Like, like, what do you see when you see it? Like, <clears throat> try to describe you're about it to when, me as... You're talking about when they're using the um, environmental... Try, yeah, like right now. Like, I don't know. What do you, what all, do you A bunch of glaring colors. What colors do you see? Blue, yellow, red, white. So you can see red? <laughs> that's so funny oh my god this is so embarrassing frank yeah this pants. is really bad it's, it's really so bad, bad. <laughs> the direction is honestly the worst part of this movie in a lot yeah. of ways yeah they should have paid mctiernan whatever he needed to direct this <clears throat> um <laughs> yeah i can see red but if there's red and green near each other like i can't tell them apart there's a lot of green in those shots is why i was wondering and sometimes green looks like red, I guess. Because it's basically it's rainbow colors. Like, infra, like infrared stuff like that is all rainbow colors. So, Sweaty Glover is... Um, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> At least they remember to make him sweat in this. Well, he's outside in the fucking... His fingernails are a little long. Do you think that like dude on the on the right there is like hair is dyed white? Because that does not look natural at all. Where? He was like sitting down on the on the right there. I wasn't paying attention. I guess there was no subway in Los Angeles at this time, so this was another thing where they were like predicting the future. No, it had actually just been built from what I read. Um like but like I think it was like during the making of this movie. So they used it as a way to almost like promote the subway. Like they wanted to like include it because it was just happening. This is awful. This is so bad, Frank. So is this the white gay gang? <laughs> Maybe. No, they're not gay, but they're like. Mine's bigger than yours. So, I mean. Oh, this is... Oh, God. I forgot about that. Losing your sphincters, yeah. Your sphincters. That means you gotta poop. Fucking E2 Mama Tommy in. It's a good movie. I know it is. I think it meant, what do I see when the Predator's like that, like in Cloak? Oh, no. I'm assuming you see roughly what I see for something like that. I mean, that shit. Uh, I don't know. It's washed out bright colors. Yeah. Like, that's like yellow and red. Yeah, that's it's mostly yellow and red, but there's like blues and greens and like variations of colors. Like, 
Yeah, it's interesting. We've never talked about infrared before. Like, that's all it is. And yeah. Maybe I see an infrared and that's like where I'm like <laughs> maybe. Like on top of it when I'm, you know, actually being able, like <laughs> what 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 color what primary color am I when you see me? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> I think that's blue. That's blue. I think it's more purple. <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe it's the it's it's the seething anger inside mixed with the sadness makes it purple. Like the I red actually, um, and the and, and the blue, like just I actually hate the way the scene is filmed a whole lot. Well, this is a scene that was like basically the subway like shit is what's taken from the comic, right? Like this like exact scene, like of like the 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 subway attack. Yeah, I, I think read. that's right. I hate the strobe lights in this so much. It, it, especially because, especially because like when they valley type thing, when they show the outside of the, like you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's just a waste of um, a time when you should be able to see the predator like wrecking right. some people. I don't know. The movie starts getting good in about four minutes at least. Well, Bill Pax is about to die. That should make you happy. His death's awful, too. Where are all these people running? Like, eventually, they've got to run out of room. This scene's got like fucking two minutes left in it. Never ends. <laughs> you would think the predator can move faster than that, too. I guess maybe it's the thrill of the hunt. Ugh, ugh. The I want some candy thing from the Predator is fucking terrible. Why? That doesn't bother me. Ugh. You're just imitating the kid. Stupid. Dumb. To what end? To what end? Why to use mock that? Him? Stupid. I feel like you're just being um This movie gets good in about like I said, five or ten minutes. This is just really bad like action and writing, like overall. With some good stuff sprinkled in. First half of this movie's not good, Frank. I do like her yeah, like, just covered in blood there, right there. It's getting you to the point where you uh you get to the good stuff. Right. I just think that they could have, the first half of this movie could have been much better. Eh. What can you do? Now it's over. I'm looking. I think that's like my last negative note. Um, was the subway scene there? Yeah. It really is like a tale of two movies to me. 
I guess the predator hangs them upside down to drain the blood out of them easier. Yeah, I think it's like cattle and stuff like that, right? Like a deer, like like field dressing a deer or whatever. Like, <laughs> how many shots did you think that took of him pulling that car up? Uh, they probably started at like 6 a.m. and now it's nighttime, so. (laughs) So this is where I find uh, out about the pregnant women, right? Yeah. I thought it's, she was a lesbian up to this point in the movie, so. <sighs> Not to say a lesbian couldn't be pregnant. Right. Not to say that every female cop to her hair is a lesbian either. <laughs> Why is it because I didn't understand how she could um turn down the advances of uh, Bill Paxton? Because <laughs> he's so charming. He is. With his with his golf shots, fake golf shots, and his jokes, and his and his licking of the of the four like tips of his fingers to slick his hair back. He's a fucking catch, man. Well, the predator caught him, so. So Glover is finally putting it all together. A little bit. He's got the basic uh, basic proponents of what it takes to catch the predator. I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I just think it's unfairly maligned in a lot of ways because it's not the first movie, but I like the fact that it's like different than the first movie. I like the fact that it's different too. I just think the first half of it's not very good. And and once this happens, like once basically Glover starts hunting him, I think it's good. I enjoy the rest of this movie from this point on. I just hate the gang war stuff. That's 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 the large part of it, is the gang war stuff. Like it, the, the way it's done. Like that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's just fucking amazing. <laughs> just ripping the fucking dude's head off and his spine. Like Like, look at this, like, proactive motherfucker right now. Like, just jumping up on cars after the Predator. I fucking love it. Feels like the Predator could be a little more, um, I don't know, surreptitious, maybe? Like, Predator don't need to advertise. (laughs) 
Like Danny Glover is not taking any shit anymore. Like I wish I I should have like messaged teacher for this because I really like to know because I know the shit about cars. I swear all these cars are from like the late seventies. Oh, they look like late eighties models. Nineties. Yeah, remember the things were still kind of boxy then. My mom's tempo wasn't, so maybe I just have like this weird like thing of like what I grew up with. I mean, that's like a Crown Vic or something, right? Mm. Right there. I don't know. And they looked like that into the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, they still look like that in clockers in like ninety five. So we really don't feel it. I I don't see that's fucking awesome. Look at that. That shot's awesome. It is the whole. This whole end part is awesome. Yeah. I do like the smoothness of that guy. Just like fucking jump down, jump down too. Like much more natural than Glover is like jumping. (laughs) He's a trained FBI agent, and Glover's right. Fucking city task force on gang violence. This is kind of like conceptually funny to me. Is like the scene here. Oh, not that one, but that's, that's so it is awesome. Yes. Sorry. So I do have a piece of trivia here. Originally, this was going to be set in New York and for um, they didn't want to have the budget for it. So they moved it to L.A., but that was originally supposed to take place on top of the Chrysler building. That shot in the original script. Hmm. Is the Chrysler building in New York? Yeah. What do you think about Gary Busey's silver suit? Um, I think it's amazing. He looks like he's about to be an extra in a Devo video. <laughs> so conceptually, I find this scene hilarious. Is like now it's like Gary Busey's like, I'm just gonna tell you everything. <laughs> right. It's like I've been keeping everything from you, but it's like, okay, now fuck it. Tracking the scent molecules. <laughs> I like the fact that it's a, I don't know, that it's a sequel where they like, in most franchises of this like time period, a lot of times sequels weren't necessarily like real sequels. They were just kind of like conceptual sequels mm-hmm. or they were using the basic premise of a franchise and then making their own movie. But I like that this is like a true like direct sequel. I do too. No. I mean I think it's I think it's a good shift from the idea that originally it was supposed to be the, the Schwarzenegger character here. Um to to still reference the previous movie and even the girl on the screen that was on there a second ago is um from the original movie as one of those two survivors. It looked like a debriefing type thing or something. I always wish that they would have made the um found a way to make that Batman versus Predator. Like the yeah. um, what do you call it? 
that fan film. What is that? What is that one called? I can't. Probably Batman vs. Predator or something. I don't know. Um, no, it has a name to it. Heater always like references it. Shit. I can't remember. It was good though. Really well done. Batman Dead End. Is that what it's called? The idiot got a cash. <laughs> I'd love Busey's look on his face when he says that. They look like fucking, uh, like they're in Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like, even though it's 1990, this is very much an 80s movie. Yeah. In both like tone and concept. It's funny when we were talking about this like a month ago, like one Saturday night, like Orion remembers Busey giving a E uh <laughs> I love the scene too. Yeah, like, I, I love too. the. What do you like about it? Um, I really like the way the dust particles look, like captured in the beams of light. Uh-huh. Um, it gives it like a really like otherworldly, like almost um, cosmic look to it, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's also just you know, like it's a cool concept. Yeah, I I like when they like kind of keep going back and forth between like the control center and and the actuality too. Yeah, they do a really a really good job of um using their uh whatever like estimated technological advancements to almost like a pre found footage esque like yeah I don't know it's always it's in a lot of ways it is kind of like an homage to the stuff like alien and whatever in aliens right or maybe a rip off depending on how you want to look at it but i just really wish all i wish is that like basically this movie would have been like a hundred and or an hour and um 20 minutes of like this, this? kind of stuff and yeah. you know 25 30 minutes of, of whatever bullshit the first hour was that's all this director uses a lot of unnecessary camera movement he does he also used a lot of unnecessary pans at times like in comical pans um but there's sometimes he like he shoots something that's really well it's really weird he does Take the good, you take the bad. What else did this guy do? I'm gonna look it up here. I've I I have looked it up like five times and now I can't remember, so it can't be anything too. Highland oh it's like a unit director on Highlander. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um Nightmare on Elm Street Five. That's Gregory Ju- Wyden's so we'll talk about him. Judgment Night, Ghost in the Darkness, huh? Not there's anything great about those movies, but um that's interesting. 
Blown Away, the movie that um, Amazon has been trying to get me to fucking watch for four months now. Watch it. No. I watched it when I was a teenager on video. And um, no. The Reaping. That's a bad movie. Yeah, you did not enjoy that movie? I did not. Damn, I love the way the Predator looks. Oh, that's right. This is the guy that directed Life and Death of Peter Sellers, too. Is that HBO movie? Mm-hmm. He won Nemi for it, I think. If I remember correctly. Yep. This is an Emmy winner right here. Yeah, I really love the idea of like showing the predator just as the ultimate like hunter and killing machine. Right. And I do think that the 2010 movie, like, while being completely different from the first two movies, like, does a good job of building on that mythology as well. I mean, that's the thing I like most about it, probably. Is like exploring the mythology of the predator and his hunting habits and stuff, like the predators and their hunting habits. Sometimes Danny Glover looks so young. Yeah. And like sometimes just so old. Yeah. I've been rewatching 30 Rock again recently, and there was that episode where there's that. <laughs> there's that episode where Tracy has like his son who's not really his son, and he's just giving him money, and Liz and Pete can't tell like right. about black men aging. Um, Dad, I need fifty thousand dollars to open a restaurant. Yeah. No, I think this is an effective scene. Um in terms of like building up like the hunt. Yeah, anytime the predator is fucking people up, I'm yeah. I'm pleased. It's funny that like you enjoy this because so we talk all the time, sometimes on the podcast, but a lot of times like off about how much I love monster movies. Yeah. Like I have a pretty high level of affection for movies that are just about like a monster. Like real quick, I mean, define a monster like of what you're getting ready to criticize me for and not understand. Um, anything that's like not human or extra human like this like where it's a completely alien being okay so um, give me another example of something else so i understand besides this what you mean some werewolves um okay. i like you know godzilla king kong oh completely um, different but go ahead what's criticism like, like the mummy yeah oh i don't have any criticism i just love them like i'm always a sucker for that shit yeah that's not the same thing none of the same thing to me like this is this isn't a monster to me. This isn't Dracula. It's not fucking Lon Chaney and anything like like this. This is a this is an alien who happens to be like a supreme hunter. Um, why, does that that, travel- why does that matter? What's the difference between Dracula, who's like a master hunter as well? Just 
Well, I just don't like those old movies. Like, you know, I'm much I'm much better with like vampires that like, you know, are not those old movies. We're going to talk yeah. about a werewolf movie here soon that I really like a lot and um I'm actually really I'm really surprised you like that movie as much as you did. I really like it a lot. Anyway. I mean, I I like it a lot too, obviously, but I mean, it's in a tough year, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I'd have it really high. But uh, poor Busey. Hmm. That is a little bit of a yeah. I'll go around that. Yeah. <laughs> like all of these special effects, I think are top notch, especially for being 1990. Sure. Like it's um, I loved Predator when I first saw it, and again, like I was really into the comic books. Um, but like I, this movie, just like the visual, the look of it, and like the use of his weaponry and his costume and everything, like I just think it's um, I don't know, I just think it's it's awesome. Yeah, I do too. I love the the sprinkler shit here and all that kind of stuff like you know and so the fact that like Glover hits him here this is where the respect is gained right no I think he had respect for Glover anyway from the opening scene yeah like he watches Glover go in and oh, take the right. people out when he, when he hangs out the fucking car the, the doorless car yeah that's why he won't take Scorpio because Scorpio is Glover's kill right right it's just like to him, Glover is uh um what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a fellow hunter mm-hmm. that like does deserve that respect. Right. Um I think he got that phosphorus off of mm-hmm. the thing. I really like yeah, the shot here. Yeah, like all like, this stuff is really good. I, I mean, it's just such a good. It's a real shame that this movie didn't make any money. Um, because like you could have built on this franchise, I think, really well. Yeah, I agree. It's so, just, I mean, I don't. Know. Yeah. Um. Let me look this up real quick. I've learned to read all this. So we got about a half hour left in the movie right now. Um, the costuming here too, like the visual, the practical effects, like to make Predator Predator. I mean, it's just it, it looks like also functional, and I don't know. I'm just a sucker. Yeah. So they de- definitely need more. So this opened on Thanksgiving weekend um, in 90. And so the three-day was um, about $8.7 million. Um, what is... Hold on. That's the weekend. So that week they made 13.2. So the studio took most of that. Um or no, that took half of that. To me, I feel like this movie. I mean, look at the like 
it's a summer movie like why didn't this why did this not open in the summer right like re- release this movie in like june or something and i don't know yeah like this is not a holiday blockbuster yeah i agree there it is yeah i i do love the callback here i love the callback to the first movie here <laughs> Love it. Breaking Glover's gun. These practical effects are amazing too. Like just the way that the yeah. yep. the mouth parts and the eyes and like all the different I don't know, like interlocking parts of the face, the way that they all move together, it's just um, Yeah, no, I agree. I, I love the way the fucking predator like looks without his mask. That's kind of an ER too, and jumping back into that frame. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> um you like had a chip tooth. That chip tooth is an ER. <laughs> so again like you asked me what i defined as monster i mean i guess it's like things in a costume like things in a suit mm. like to me that's why i would consider godzilla i mean obviously it's not the same but you know what i mean like it's the same to me like mm-hmm. aesthetically in a lot of ways i get you but This is a much more personal movie than something like a giant monster movie where it's about the destruction of like large scale, you know, property and huge amounts of death. Whereas this is like much smaller than that, but I don't know. There's a lot of 80s sci-fi that's very similar in tone. Um, but the idea of like a creature like stalking a group of people or you know like alien life forces like coming after humans or whatever i think i think glover is invested here too i do too i do too I've always wanted to go up on the roof in like a building in the big city and see if it really is just like this. I guess it probably is, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was a lot of bad, there was a lot of trouble filming this movie. I know I read, like, especially in the alleyway scenes and stuff like that, because a lot of the alleyway shit was legit in this movie, like, in terms of like <laughs> the, um, like just the dirtiness and the filthiness of all of it. Um, and the people were really pissed off. Like the, the the tenants that lived in the places were really pissed off and would throw like fucking bags with fucking feces like in it, like out the window with these people. Like they were filming and everything because they were like causing so many problems and causing so much noise and everything. Um, so they had a lot of problems filming like on the, lo- the stuff on location. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a rooftop. Although those... 
whatever they are, the things that are spinning do not look real to me for some reason. Those are HV. Well, see, those are the things I know. Those are HVAC units, and they actually do look like that. It's just that the the spinning feels fake to me. To them. I think this is a set, actually. Oh, it could be. (laughs) Danny Glover. Ah, ridiculous. Uh, So Danny Glover has um, shoulder blocked the Predator off the side of a building. They're now hanging precariously. And he just called him Pussy Face, which is... um, uh, Maybe a really poor interpretation of of a vagina. Like what it looks like. I like the sequence too here, though. Like the idea behind it, like here. Oh yeah, I love it. Like the idea that the predator like can't be captured, right? Which we've already established, right, in the first movie. But um, and they've mentioned again. Don't get that glaive. Yeah, I fucking love that right there. It's really like him, cool. like trying to like hold on and yeah. Falling into the people's bathroom. Uh-huh. I like the cell job here, like of all this, like, like take some time with a glover. Like how tentative he is up on that ledge. Right. Like, this is where you do take the time, not, like, fucking, like, spending, like, fucking four minutes off and on on, like, fucking. I mean, I don't know how to explain. Trying to hit on that bitch in the beginning, like. Look at that shit. I, look at that. Look at that. Him fucking putting it over his shoulder. Love it. I guess I don't understand how to explain, like, movies. Like, that's just how narrative works. It's now, just is a it, bad it's, narrative. It's not, right. It's not very good. Like, granted, but, you know... They it's just that the narrative just needs to be different, Frank. That's it. You should watch, like, anime or something. It's huh. all I... Maybe that's really your calling. That's really... that. That's a funny shot. It feels like you could have just waited for a few more minutes and, like, maybe seen if somebody came around and. Right. I I, lo- I love that shit too. Like this shit coming up here too. Well, time to time to scale down this thirty-story building. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. Like Again, the first, like, like the first aid kit, like it's like right, like building this idea that this guy is like a self-contained, yeah, what almost like a boy scout or whatever, like he's prepared for any. Mm-hmm. 
and there's like methodology to the fact that he's like doing this thing to um like give himself first aid yeah I don't know. I I love the visuals in this movie tremendously. Like I really like the fact that. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is so eighties, and I love it. The idea is like this old little old ladies like watching Jeopardy and like hear something in her bathroom. So so good. And maybe one of my like favorite types of scenes like this in any of these like type of movies from this time period, and one of my favorite lines coming up. <laughs> Herbs fell asleep watching Jeopardy. Awesome. Right. Herbs passed out. <laughs> uh huh. Grandma's in her her nighty, like her moo moo or whatever. With her curlers in, yeah. Huh. <laughs> Look at Danny Glover working in here. Right, Danny Glover's fucking Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> this little old lady kills me. She actually looks a lot like my father's mother. Yeah, a little heavier, but like in the face, like they're mm. they're similar. <laughs> she gets the broom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I don't think he gives a shit is like such a like that scene but it might be one of the best ones of all of them it's really good <laughs> oh fucking Danny Glover said to climb like everything I know in this movie I'm always a fan of like the soft light, like through the dust. I know it's um whatever it's cliche, but yeah. <laughs> That's a funny shot, actually. Yep, just got to drop, man. The conveniently located predator ship. I know. Now, see this, and this shit is like my favorite part of the entire movie. Is is oh. like because it's, it's the concept, like so. Yeah, all awesome. this stuff is fantastic. Yeah.
Yeah, I love the design of the ship. Um, like the pulsing with like alien energy thing and everything. It's just um, this actually is, feels very seventies to me in terms of the aesthetic. Mm. Um, what what about it exactly? Uh, the bright lights with like the slight like silhouettes of things. Um, it kind of reminds me of the black hole in a lot of ways. Um, like when they're in the depths of the Nostromo or whatever, and not Nostromo, that's uh, Alien. What's the black hole ship called? Whatever that ship's called. The Nostradamus, right? Something like that. Um, when they're in the depths of that, and it's just like the... We talked about this when we talked about that movie, too. Just the, the look of, like, the really bright lights, like, against space, against that blackness. Not even 70s, maybe, like, early 80s. Like, the dawn of, like, the video game age. Where everything was like neon and backlit right. and garish. There you can see the xenomorph skull mm-hmm. in full, yeah. like on there on the wall, which is super cool. Plus, like the skull of like a tyrannosaurus or something, or some other kind of like giant beast. I marked out really hard when I saw that for the first time. Mm. Makes you wonder though why the Predator ship is like filled with like waist high fog. Like, what's the purpose of that? So that again? maybe. The Predator ship is filled with just like this waist high fog. It's oh like, yeah, like, yeah, that that's a, it's a little weird. I never really thought about it honestly. Like I was like too interested in the. The only thing, the only thing I can think is maybe it's something he turned on, like it's some kind of like self defense feature, right? That the ship has. In well, because the ship it... itself has like all these like weird, just like placement of like columns, kind of. Like, it, it seems like a hunter's layer or something. Yeah. So maybe. I don't know. Oh, man. You ain't kidding about that vodka being in the bottom of the cup. Oof. Yeah. Now, when I used to put Jameson in, in those McDonald's sweet teas, um, they, it would all fall to the bottom. And it'd be like, this is the, I'm not even getting drunk off this, like, thing. Like, haha. And then, like. I'd finish that bitch and then I'd fucking pass out in the lawn after going the grass. Yeah. Something also about drinking it through a straw. Yeah. That's why I miss going to the bar. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the straw. I think it's the I think it's McDonald's sweet tea. Not to ruin your fantasies. It's it's the straw, buddy. It's only because the straw's down at the bottom. Holy Jesus. Woof. Mm-hmm. I take a break. Put some rice in that bitch. Yeah, I'm getting ready to finish my second bottle of water and like my third, like, you know, whatever little glass here. And... Yeah, I mean, so again, like, you know what it actually really reminds me of? Um, the Skyrim DLC with Hermias Mora, mm-hmm. where you're in like the, um, the Oblivion Library or whatever. Right. Yeah. 
I get what you're saying. Because I don't know what I'm looking for. Like functionally, none of the things in this place make any sense. Because it's like a ship. It's not like some kind of hive or whatever. Like an alien, the alien series, you can at least chalk it up to the fact that it's, you know, organic. How do you feel? Do, do you is is this like really the reason like Schwarzenegger like just like, dropped out of this movie is because like Danny Glover was going to like fucking kill a predator and he didn't? It's no, not Schwarzenegger I doubt, but... getting himself over, right? No, I don't think so. I think it's solely about money. Hmm. I mean, again, Schwarzenegger like is the well maybe. Like the biggest action star of the 1980s, arguably. Right, and kept trying to do it after he failed at like comedy when Kindergarten Cop kept trying to do it. I mean, like Eraser, like is a terrible movie. Um, one of the last of these type of movies, right? I mean, he just kept trying to push that shit for like another like ten years, and then became governor. <laughs> he had a string of failures though before Eraser. Because he's in, that's what um, I'm saying. It leads up to a racer, and a racer is the last of the failures. What I do you think about the design of these things, real quick? Like it was, like the all predators? these different types of predators. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Which one's your favorite? Uh, I honestly think I like I like City Hunter the best. Maybe. Yeah. This shit, like I'm. This is the one. This that's the only thing I marked out of at it as a kid. Is the, yeah, always is the mark, old gun thing. I always mark out hard to that idea of like the predator showing respect. Yeah. Like it's something like fucking yeah, like three hundred years ago. Like there's a um toy company called NECA, N-E-C-A, that has done like basically the entire line of predators and <clears throat> the different kinds of them. Um they look really nice, but they're really poorly made in terms of the fact that they fall apart easily. Um, they used to have a whole aisle at Toys R Us back when Toys R Us existed of NECA toys. Um, but yeah, like I just I, I like the real the simplicity of the City Hunter. I do too. This 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 whole this whole sequence is a little goofy to me, but um, it's well, it's, it's just poorly. It's yeah. the technological limits of the time. Sure. The, the speed up there makes made me laugh though the first time like I saw it like in so long like was <laughs> the, the speed up to him running it was really funny. The interesting thing is the idea of like the honor of the predator where it is just about yes. the hunt and like this you know what you assume is like maybe like a younger predator trying to make his bones like has failed in the hunt. Yeah. And then they're just like alright you know we're done. Yeah. You fucked up. All right. Here's an old ass gun. Go get covered. <laughs> Go get covered, Nash. Everyone is gray. Hmm. Yeah, like the 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 like the things I remembered was like this. I remember like the plot of the movie, like largely like the overall plot, but like the only images I remembered until I watched it again um, was 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 the gun. And this image right here. 
So for a movie that was pretty roundly panned by critics upon release, mm-hmm. um, with a 30% of Rotten Tomatoes, supposedly, mm-hmm. this movie is not a 30% movie. I mean, again, is it I agree, like, I agree with that. Is I mean, it a great film? No, but it's it's definitely a lot better than it was given credit for. Like, right. you asked me on the last full podcast when we did the 95 list. Mm-hmm. Like, you always ask me about, like, what's the tenor of horror at the time or whatever. And I think people just felt in a lot of ways at this point in 1990 that they had moved past the need for movies like this and for, like, horror movies. And so they were much more dismissive. Yeah. Like, oh, like, we're, we're more mature than needing you know like another sci-fi action movie or another retread or whatever but i mean this is the sequel that actually makes sense to make and i don't know i think works in a lot of ways like for as goofy as it is you know the obvious sexism racism homophobia the laughable dialogue at times you know the unnecessary plot elements like it's still pretty goddamn entertaining for you know about half of the movie and i think it does a really good job advancing the mythology of a pretty cool you know movie monster yeah i think like i said earlier i think it's a tale of two movies not a big fan of the first half at all like second half i think is pretty awesome like wish there was more of the second half than there was the first half i guess maybe Um, i'm just a little more um forgiving in some ways of uh like the slow build or whatever just be like because whatever i mean as long as the payoff's good like i don't care yeah so i do think you're right in terms of the release of this like um it it was it's a poor release time like of releasing it during thanksgiving weekend and thanksgiving week um because this is it's a really odd odd thing here like this movie pretty much only lasts for six weeks in the theater and it really only makes money for the first month which is really odd during that time period right i mean like in 1990 um so so i was sitting here like doing the math on um, box office mojo and i mean basically like um the studio probably took in like i would say 30 million off of this movie um off of a um 20 to 30 million dollar budget so this movie very feasibly lost money um but it it makes in its first in the in the in the three-day weekend for thanksgiving it makes 13.2 then the rest of that week it makes 19.7 then it makes 23 million dollars the week after that and 25 million dollars the week after that and then it just get like keeps like going down, kind of like it's it's really weird, um, like how it works, um, with this movie, um, and it's like drops off, but yeah, it's total box office was fifty seven million, um, with a twenty to thirty million dollar budget, like um, so it it probably lost money, is my guess, or maybe made a very little bit on money. Who knows about what they did on VHS, but. 
Yeah, it seems like a really bad time to open it. This feels like, especially with like the concept of it, it feels like a summer movie. Right. I just don't get like why you release it in Thanksgiving. Yeah. Especially especially because you're releasing it against. I mean, I understand that Home Alone and Predator oh. 2 are dissimilar genres, but you're still kind of appealing to kids. And honestly, in, an, in a time where parents are probably a lot more likely to let their kids go see an R-rated movie, you know, because they've seen Predator on VHS or whatever. So, like, why directly compete against yourself by releasing two, you know, I guess you couldn't have set, like, anticipated that Home Alone would be such a smash hit or whatever, but I don't know. Like, give yourself some space, you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah, doesn't make sure. any sense. I mean, like, right around, right in this month, um, I mean, I mean, I guess they were, like, probably counter-programming like you got some of this stuff so it's like this month you had the week before predator you had child's play 2 open um and then rocky 5 opens right before this opens like the weekend before like thanksgiving weekend dance with wolves dance with wolves opens this weekend um rescuers down under and then misery um is at the end of the month so i don't know maybe they were just trying to kind of counter program like you know thinking it was like the sci-fi aspect that's the only real sci-fi yeah, movie here's the thing like that you're talking about the very 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 beginning of like the multiplex generation so right you don't really have like 10 and 13 plexes all over the place at this point this is when you still just have like yeah the twin you know and yeah, um, like the king and queen right right so right. why flood the market especially if you're competing for the adult take a price against i mean like fuck dances with wolves and rocky five but at the same time like that's what people are going to see especially dances with wolves everybody will fucking love that movie sure so yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think that if you enjoy sci-fi, horror, whatever, um, if you like Predator, if you're familiar with the series, like you definitely should watch Predator too. I yeah, it does, I agree with you. Like, I mean, like as somebody who you you always like this movie, as somebody who didn't like it, I think it's worth watching. I'm not a fan of the first half of it, is, um, but um, it's a better movie than what I remembered it being when I was a child. I didn't like it as a child, and I and I, and I, I would say I kind of like it now, like rewatching it three times now. Uh-huh. Um, which is probably your biggest victory out of this entire thing is that I've had to watch it three times. Is it a victory or just a shared suffering? I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah. when I make you watch like Quick Cages, right? Yeah, like did I really win or did you just lose? You know what I mean. Now I really enjoyed watching Predator 2 again. Yeah. Twice in the past week. So yeah. So yeah. Um yeah, I don't have much more to say about this. Yeah, I'm done. Um, but I uh so like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this is going to kind of feed into next week where we'll be covering the top five underrated sequels um that Frank uh, has. Um it's a kind of like eclectic list, I guess, um, that you have. 
Um, but it also could be the end of the podcast because um, if you thought like this was bad in terms of like me thinking these are like movie that this movie is like a, a tale of two halves, pretty much most of those movies I think the same way. So it's like um, it could potentially, unless I restrain myself, turn into um, the Sword and Sorcery podcast again, um, just with four of the movies rather than two. Nobody. <laughs> nobody cares about your opinion anyway so right it's it's your world i'm just living in it and posting the shit on podbean no i mean it's symbiotic (laughs) it's just that the symbiosis doesn't necessarily include you know hey just so you know second best episode of the year so far is the top five uh movies that uh chris loves and um frank is indifferent to so it's because people like to hear me shit on shit. Maybe we'll we'll we'll, we'll find that out in another month. Um, in a month when we do the uh, the top five overrated sequels. Oh right, yeah. Fuck those movies anyway. <laughs> I can't believe you're making me rewatch one of those fucking movies. You'll be all um, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, Have a good evening or yep. morning or whatever. Night day whatever's happening in your world right Fiesta. now it's going well right yeah this right oh my god yeah so bad <laughs> have, have a good night everybody all right goodbye <laughs>